Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Hani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today, I want to chat with you guys about the myth of the open door policy. I know that many of you pride yourselves on your open door policy and that you're available for the team and that they can always come speak with you. You feel that this makes you approachable and relatable, which are all super important qualities to being a great leader. We want our staff to know that they're valued and appreciated. And like I spoke in the previous episode on the gratitude matrix, which is all about laying the foundation for gratitude, where staff feel valued, seen, and heard, and respected. These are critical for building a sustainable culture. So if you haven't listened to that episode, be sure to check back and listen, because this episode builds on that one. So let's dive into some of the deeper meaning of the open door policy. In its actual definition in the workplace or in corporate, it means that employees at all levels are free to talk to senior leadership and bring forward concerns, feedback, suggestions, or ask questions. This revolution in the corporate space was intended to show employees that senior leadership is listening and they want to hear what the team has to say. So this has really trickled into our school cultures because we want to be good stewards for our people. We want to show, I'm not removed from you. I want to hear what you have to say. And so the intention is great. It's actually amazing. But in its practical application, it actually does the exact opposite. Because the leader who is always available isn't truly listening. Say it again. The leader who is always available isn't truly listening. I want you to say that to yourself again and again and again. Because let's break down what actually happens in a school. Okay, remember, I promise to be real on the show. Okay, no platitudes, no fancy ideas. We're just keeping it real. So I want to walk you through a scenario that's probably happened in your school in some way, shape or form. You sit down to write an email to a parent. Okay, and your door's open. As you get to the meat of the email, someone gently knocks on the door and you see a floating head. There's a teacher standing at the door. Her body language is designed perfectly to let you know that her request is important 
and she'll only be a few quick moments. Her face and her eyes are telling you, please don't let me down. I really need to speak with you. And so the nurturer and the caretaker inside of you takes that quick scan and makes an instant decision to push off the email. So you turn to the teacher and say, hey, I'm here to help. What can I do? So you save the day and you've added another chip to building your confidence that you can help people and you can save the day. You go back to your email and you start typing at rapid speed because you need to finish it before the next tour comes in. Then the admin walks in. No knocks because you made it very clear to them that they can walk in at any time. This time, you just slightly pick up your head from your computer screen and you say yes, but you continue typing to finish the email because you're racing against the clock. She asks you a question, which you kind of like 80% heard, but your brain did a quick assessment that her question wasn't danger and it wasn't something that's going to necessarily get the, close shut, the school shut down at tomorrow. So when she says, so can I go ahead with it? You respond, yeah, for sure. I trust you. Go ahead with it even though you actually aren't 100% clear what you just agreed to. So the admin leaves satisfied and you are feeling relieved because you finally have a moment to yourself again to finish the email. So you wrap it up and now you wanna take a time to read it over to make sure it's coherent. But as you're about to do the quick scan, security beeps you. Hey, your 10 o'clock tour is here. Gosh, you say to yourself, gotta finish this later. So you run to the tour and the day gets away from you. When you finally finish running and putting out everyone's fires, you come to your office and there's a voice message. You listen to the voice message and it's the parent that you started writing an email to this morning. She called because she's disappointed that she hasn't heard back from you in two days and she wanted an update on her questions. Ugh, you say to yourself, I was supposed to send that email first thing in the morning. I'm so annoyed. Now I have to call her back and apologize. Now I broke trust because I didn't communicate with her on time. I really should have done that. You don't have energy to make the call. So you write a sticky note that you're going to take care of it first thing in the morning. You come home drained from another day of interruptions and putting out fires. And you're still reeling from that voice message from the parent, silently beating yourself up that you didn't take care of it. You are at the top of that pressure cooker. One more thing is sending you over the top. You secretly pray that your partner made dinner and that your kids won't have any requests or demands as you're tapped out. Guys, I could go on and on and on. And I know that whoever's listening, you're laughing or you're crying or you're nodding your head. And you're wondering how I know what's happening in your school. Here's the deal. The reason I can articulate this with such precision is because this is the reality of leaders. I speak with leaders every day. They really want to be there for their people. But while they're there for their people and they're trying to take care of everyone and please everyone and make sure everyone's okay, they are secretly and silently destroying trust, communication, and strong relationships that you've worked so hard to build because you cannot take care of everyone at every single given moment. You got to also take care of yourself. You also have to send that email. Okay. So how do we stop this, right? How do we stop being there for everyone all the time? It stops with a simple action of closing your door until you're finished the email, complete the email, and then move on to what's next. And tell you a little secret. The teacher and the admin, who both came in and interrupted, both of them could have waited 10 minutes until you finished that email and hit send. 100%. Nothing of what they said could not wait 10 minutes. But you feel you have to answer right away. You feel like I got to be there for them. 
Well, I want you to pause for a second and ask yourself, what does be there for them mean? What does service mean? Does that mean being at their beck and call at every given moment and request that they have? I want you to imagine for a second, what if your friend or your partner asked you for something and you were in the middle of doing something else? Would they expect you to drop what you're doing and come get it for them? What if that was the expectation of every request? Anytime your friend, your partner, whoever asked you for something or needed time from you, you were expected to stop, drop, and roll for them. That's not a relationship. That's actually abuse. And the open door policy is actually a form of abuse in a relationship. Because we have trained the team that I will always be available. I will always be here for you. I will always run to your safety. When in fact, relationships don't work like that. It's not a relationship. Because a relationship is two ways, right? And it's respect on both sides. And if we want our staff to feel seen and heard and valued and respected, then we have to create an environment that fosters that. And when you are always available, when your door is always open, here's what it means. It means you're distracted, you're frazzled, you want whoever's talking to you to speed up because you really don't have time to answer their questions. You're not really listening because you're thinking about the next thing that you have to take care of or the thing before that you still didn't close the loop on because someone else was just there five seconds ago. And you're just answering questions all day. I always make a joke. I say, you know, a leader can sit and park a chair in the middle of a hallway and she can be busy for eight hours just answering questions. Legit, that, that is all you can do all day. And if you don't believe me, try it out. Just park your chair in a hallway. You will be busy all day. But the challenge is, is that if you can't step away for a moment, 30 minutes and do focused work and not get interrupted, you have not built a team. You are not building a sustainable school. You've created a monster. And the monster is eating at your quality of life and the sanity that you're craving. Just let that sink in for a moment. If you can't take 30 minutes and close the door and do focused work, and you're worried that your teachers are going to quit or leave because they didn't get their instant question answered because they had to wait 10 minutes, we haven't built teams. Hey leaders, I am so excited to share with you that I am hosting a special series called the Built to Last Workshop, the three sustainable pillars for school leadership. And it's free. I'm gonna be teaching live over the course of five days. Every day I'll be teaching, coaching, and guiding you through these specific pillars so you can build the foundations for sustainable growth for your school, for yourself, and your teachers. Now, this workshop is really unique because it's all live. And I'm gonna give you a workshop to go along with that. So every day you'll have action steps that you can do and you can take right away in your school to see results and the beginning of a transformation just in the first few days together. So to join this workshop, head on over to khani.me slash built to last or click the link in the show notes. I am so excited for you to join me and many others on this journey to build the sustainable pillars for the growth, the transformation, the culture, and the leadership that you desire in your school. I'll see you there. So what do we actually need to do, okay? 
We need to redefine what it means to be available. We need to redefine what service means. We need to do a lot of things, but this episode is all about redefining the myth of the open door policy. Okay, so I'm going to give you some practical action steps to get started, because I know that you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh, my God, she's so right. This is so true. This has to stop. I need to make a change. And so I want to give you some slow baby steps to make a change, because, no, you're not just going to slam your door shut and tell your people not available for the next 30 minutes. Right. That tells them, oh, who is she? Okay, we want to do it slowly. We want to do it gradually. We want to do it in a way that builds trust, not breaks it. We want to do it in a way that builds the relationship, not deteriorates it. Your step one is decide in the best time that you can make some time blocks to be available for the team to pop in with quick questions. So some of our clients, they pick times like between 12 and one, their doors open, staff can pop in and ask questions which means between 12 and one, they're not booking meetings or tours or sending emails or responding to phone calls or available for anything else. 12 to one is a time that they're available for the team. So when a team member comes in and asks you a quick question, you're not upset that they're asking you the question because like, oh, I really could be doing something else. No, you can't. This time is dedicated for them. So maybe you pick 12 to one and then again, four to five or whatever it is. You pick a few time blocks, 20, 30 minutes, if you want to pick a whole hour because you have a larger team, whatever it is. Again, this is about getting started. This is not about getting it perfect, right? When we work with our clients on this, it takes multiple reiterations until they actually get the right time blocks that work and make sense for their team. So 12 to one might actually make zero sense for your school. And that's fine. I'm giving suggestions to get your mind working on what makes sense for your school. Okay, so that's the first step. Decide on a few pockets of time when you can be available for staff to pop in and ask questions. Then we go to step two, which is you need to communicate this new change to the team, right? We can't just, boom, now we're doing this, okay? We want to communicate this change because it's a culture shift. Right, We want to let them know why we're doing this, how this serves them better, how this makes the culture and community in the school better. We want to communicate the value that it has for them and for you and how this elevates the entire team for more sustainability. Okay, so I have an exact script of how to lead this as a staff meeting, or if you want to send it in a follow-up email, and so you could check the link in the show notes for my scripts workbook, where you can get the entire breakdown of how to do this very, very specifically with a very specific choice of words, along with other scripts of how to consistently communicate this with the team. And step three is making sure that in addition to your pockets of time when you're just available, there's designated one-on-one time with each teacher every month so that they know they get uninterrupted time with you to chat, to connect, to be human. Now, if you've never done one-on-ones or you're not sure how to do them or you don't understand the whole breakdown, hang tight. I'm going to be doing another episode on leading one-on-one meetings. So make sure to subscribe to this show, share it with your friends so that you can get in on when we release the episode on how to lead one-on-ones. Now, I have a couple more things I want to share with you to set you up for success so that you can really start showing your team that you're available, really listen, and also move your school forward and get really quality work done. So I also have another special gift for you. 
Okay, it's called the Schools of Excellence door sign. And you can download it for free right here in the show notes and hang it up on your door when you're doing focused, uninterrupted work. So if you want 10 to 15 minutes where no one's gonna knock on your door because you need to finish this grant proposal or you need to send out this email or you're in an important phone conversation that you don't even want someone to knock in where you'll have to do the head nod or show them the five minute sign. No, you just wanna be focused and not interrupted. Okay, so the door sign works really, really great. And when you have the script to go along with it, you can communicate with confidence and conviction with your team why this new change is an incredible cultural leap for your entire organization. So as you make this transition of being of real service, really listening, because you have designated time to meet with the team, to listen to your team, your people will feel seen and heard and truly valued your culture is going to shift dramatically, okay? You're no longer going to feel that your door always has to be open. You're going to be okay with closing the door for 15, 20 minutes at a time, doing focused work, finishing your to-do list, and also having your door open with an open heart where you're giving from a place of generosity, not obligation. Where when your door is open at these times, your heart is open. Your bucket is full and you're giving from a place of such generosity that your team will feel that abundance because you're not going to give from that place of obligation. I have to do this for you. It's such a different shift of energy that your team is going to feel. And the joy that when you walk into the house and you greet your family because you're not exhausted, because you didn't play defense all day and you actually had time to finish your to-do list. Guys, like, this is why you're listening to the show. This is a big part of why you started your school, right? You didn't start the school to create a monster. You created because you have a bigger vision and mission for what the way that you see education, the way that you want to build and elevate your teachers and your team. You can't do that if you're always available. You need to have time to protect yourself. So I want you to download the door sign. I want you to try it out. And as always, our conversation on every episode continues in our Facebook group, our free Facebook group, the Schools of Excellence Lounge, where I and the entire team would love to hear from you. How are you bringing this to life? How is it working in your school? And I'm looking forward to this mindset shift for you as you go from the open door policy to being a true leader who serves, who listens, who has their team feeling valued, respected, and you're building this sustainable, phenomenal culture. Thanks for joining me this week, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for investing time to listen to this episode on the Schools of Excellence podcast. I am so honored to be surrounded by committed school leaders like yourself who invest time in growing themselves and building their schools. Until next time, show up with confidence, lead with empathy, and trust your decision-making because everything that you need is inside of you. And hey, if you want to be connected with other like-minded school leaders, please join us in our Facebook group, the Schools of Excellence Lounge. You can find that link in the show notes, along with other important links from today's episode. Hey there. 
I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.